0: You are listening to the Feedback
1: Podcast with my homie back.
0: And we're back at the Down Market House with the Feedback Podcast. I got Christy in the house. Byron is back as well, oh, and man. I got Jacob. I, I I gotta pronounce your name right. Danks Fells. Dan Cliffs. Dan Cliffs, <laughs> Dan Cliffs. not even yeah. close. Yeah. My last name is fucked up too. So <laughs> hey, I I, I I totally relate. I Dan totally Phils relate. is
2: better than Damn Clitz. I've got oh, wow. I've gotten everything you can butcher, imagine. Totally. <laughs> <Yeah. butcher. laughs> wow. I've gotten everything try. So you're good. Oh, <laughs> but dank. Dank. Dank.
1: Right. I dig just, that. Just go by Dank.
2: That's the first four letters of the last name, so that's what everybody calls me. There you go. Cool. And <laughs> Kathleen Cavazos. Yeah. Dude, that <laughs> was
1: good. That was pretty good. Thank yeah. you, thank
0: you, thank you. And we got Ben in the house. Ben Hodge. Ben Hodge in the house. So we're going to talk about fashion. Uh, ben, you're a sneaker designer. Kathleen, you're jack-of-all-trades, right?
3: Basically, yeah.
0: Like what, what What? all do you do? What all, What are your slashes? Ooh, Michelle um, speaking... Okay,
3: right no. now, creative director for Love and Chaos magazine. I'm a photographer, freelance videographer, and, ooh, um, dang. Well, those are the top ones, and a published model. I model, too. Oh, so, wow, nice. dig
1: that. Yeah.
4: Ben? I'm the CEO of a startup called uh, Vet Inc. Um, I also run a 300-acre farm outside of San Antonio. Sweet,
0: Sweet. Sweet. That's awesome. So, what you know. <laughs> we want to get into, like, backstory, no pun, about how you guys got into what you're, what you're doing. And Kathleen, why don't you go first? Like, how did you become this, like, photographer slash model slash all that? What was it that you went, that's it? This is what I want to do.
3: So, basically, finding my passion for, I think I started, like, last year. I was like, look, I do too many things. I need to find out what I really like, what I really enjoy doing. And so when I started... Um, I started modeling, and that's when everyone was like, dude, well, you have the eye for it. You can just do photography. And so once I started doing it, um, it took off. Like, a lot of people started noticing it. I already do videography, like um, film production, commercials and stuff. So um, I would say um, photography right now, it's just um, creating, inspiring others. That's mainly... um, like my passion right now so being the creative director uh, for love and chaos it's crazy like being um having an opportunity to publish your work and get it out there and inspire others that are amateur creatives um professional like everyone involved in this magazine has they're all starting off they're all coming up there and um yet yeah, that like my go-to right now that's what i really love doing
0: nice thank
2: you yeah um how that started is what yeah like what, what was the, the moment and you're like you know what i'm gonna design shoes now did you have that yeah, light bulb I, okay so i've been since i was like four years old i was like drawing shoes um my mom was even putting them in envelopes and sending them to one bowerman drive beaverton oregon which is the nike headquarters wow by the time i was like six years old i she had mailed off probably a hundred designs Never heard back? Never heard back, yeah. <laughs> but that went on throughout life. You know, I was on and on, on and off in the shoes. And then it'd be like shoes and surfing and shoes then basketball and shoes. Then high school's girls and beer, you know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then, uh, then <laughs> after high school is like back on the shoes again. And that's where, you know, I'm 34 now. But since then, it's been solid since then, just in the shoes, collecting shoes. But then it got to the point where I'm an artist as well, so I was doing paintings of shoes, like portraits of shoes. Portraits of shoes. Yeah. Sounds funny, but I had people ordering locally that knew I could paint the collected shoes, and they were like, hey, paint a shoe for me. Uh huh. So I did it. This was before social media, so I'd end up putting it on, uh, like, web forums for, like, shoe collectors, and they would see it all over the world, and I started getting orders, and... Then it got to the point where I was doing like one painting a month, charging four or five hundred dollars for a painting, but it would take me a whole month to do it. And I'm I'm literally painting a picture of a shoe, like a portrait of it. So I started thinking like, man, I could paint on a shoe. You know? I can make this shoe come alive. I could literally do instead of painting a shoe on canvas, I could paint use the shoe as the canvas. Right. And make something that nobody else has. So I started, and there was a lot of shoes that like Jude Law had or somebody like that that were only made for him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I want that. So I I would make my own, call it a poor man version. (laughs) And then people started wanting that. So I started, you know, kept I kept on doing that. At that time, I was a full time energy efficiency consultant. So I had a full time job. I was making good money, but on the side, I was doing that, and. When social media came into play, like Instagram came in, I started growing a following on, on Instagram. And then um, in 2012, my our, the company I was working for got bought out, stopped advertising. So my pay went next to nothing. But shoes were really taken off starting around 2012. And my dad was diagnosed with colon cancer. So kind of everything all happened in like a month like that and I quit my job and focused fully on spending time with him and doing custom shoes full time and he passed two years later but um, he was alive to to see like uh, LeBron order shoes from me, Dwayne Wade you know um, Wale Trinidad James ordered some shoes. So he was alive he was alive to see some stuff happen and he uh ended up buying me a four bedroom house right before he passed. Oh wow. And I was I was making LeBron's shoes on a on a folding table like a, a TV dinner tray mm-hmm. table mm-hmm. while watching The Fresh Prince, you know? And dad like he saw like something really like cool there. So and he knew that things were going to expand and start expanding quickly for me. and I didn't even see it, and um, so he bought me that house. And now that's that, you know, one bedroom's a bedroom, but the rest is all studio work workspace, studio space, you know. So it's huge now. It's yeah. crazy now.
0: Yeah, I, I was looking in. I was looking on your your Instagram, and yeah, it's it's crazy. And and the thing is, what blew my mind and was uh, that. It's also topics, like I saw a Snoopy one, I saw a Cheetos one, yeah. I saw a Whataburger one. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, but your your model, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like, look, I just do this once, and I just come up with something, and then I just ship it off, and then
2: that's it. Yeah, so the, the a regular client will come to me with an idea, and I'll kind of express and like, you know, grow upon that give them either written word on some ideas or an actual Photoshop of the shoe how it could look, quote them on the price. They pay, you pay in full, that holds your spot in line. Mm-hmm. And then it's a six to nine month wait for delivery. Wow. Now it only takes a day or two to make the shoe, but there's that meeting ahead of that, that person. person. Oh, wow. you know? So, but the issue with that also is that you, you have now celebrities, athletes, mainly huge corporations that have seen how sneakers and that that content that sneakers have on online and how viral everything goes right with sneakers now. They know it. that and they want to use that as like a vessel for their brand. So I get hit up nonstop for companies that are gonna throw five, six thousand dollars to me to jump in front of that line. And make a pair of shoes so that they could have it in two weeks or oh, a week wow. or whatever. You know, um, I got hit up on Wednesday to do a shoe for high times for the Cannabis Cup. Mm-hmm. That, they hit me up Wednesday and I have to have it delivered by Wednesday. I finished it last night. So I got to ship it out on Monday mm-hmm. so that they can have it by Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. But so that kind of <laughs> stuff comes up a lot.
4: Well. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to open this to to everybody and Ben feel free Um, I mean there's something to say about the expression fashion statement yeah where you're actually the way what you wear what you have on whether it's your shoes your hat your whatever no matter what the culture is too right that basically you're putting yourself out there and this is how your expression of how you are and how people or receiving it how, how do you... How do you guys feel about that, that concept? I'm asking you, Kathleen. Like, do you, do you... do When you design your clothes or when you're uh, wearing certain things, you're like, look, mm-hmm. this is an expression of myself or this is, look, I'm I'm trying... Like, what what is the message? What are you trying to put out? I guess Ooh. is my question. Sorry, okay. it's kind of a long-winded one, but <laughs> no, no, just bear no. with me. <laughs>
3: um, okay, so I used to put a lot of thought into like everything i was wearing from like colors to sneakers hats everything but um i don't i now recently i changed to more of like a like a minimal effect everything like i I threw out almost all of my clothing and i see it now like um i don't know more like um monochromatic like colors yeah. and just being like simple. And um, is that,
1: do you feel, cause like I feel like of everyone I can relate to you like, the most, mm. do you feel like that's just like what's been in style and thus it reflects on who you are? Like you identified with that? Because I know like that palette, like I, mm. like it's been, it's been trending, like minimalistic living is trending, like yeah, the it color is, palette yeah. is trending. And I really love like the outfit you're wearing now. Thank you. And like, I feel like in turn you, have you switched Per se, not to, like, hats and, like, shirts, but to, like, statement accessories that really bring out sort minimalistic of. palettes. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, well, okay, so before I used to have probably, like, 50 T-shirts, 50 pairs of pants and stuff. And um, for I so, like, my family, they're all hoarders. And <laughs> <Me>. so now <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. So minimalizing is such an addiction. It's, mm-hmm. it's sort of like a... You throw out some things, you're like, oh, my gosh, do I really need this? Do I need to buy it? Um, so it's like with clothing, it's so hard for me to shop now because I'm just like, oh, I'm probably going to wear it, like, one day. Yeah. I have, like, some stuff that I've never even worn before. Mm-hmm. and um, But I feel like, um, like me, I get more compliments on just, like, an outfit that's, like, very simple, just like yeah. a striped T-shirt. Do you and- feel
1: like, like this simplistic look is kind of what, identifies as you at this time? Yeah. Do you feel um, like it's going to change in the future? Exactly.
3: Yeah. So, okay, for example, like 2017, me, primary colors. I had the bob cut. Like Mm -hmm. everything was it was a lifestyle, totally. And Mm -hmm. um, so now, since I'm doing photography, I feel like I'm since I'm putting all my creativity and um, I like the photo everything into modeling and photography, videography and I, I feel like now the way I dress it could just be super simple and i, I like I'm still doing everything okay. but I feel like yeah. it, but it's reflected mm-hmm.
0: in your life yeah. in your daily life so yeah in terms
1: yeah. of like going back to your original question like the fashion statement mm-hmm. she's making that statement it doesn't necessarily have to be through fashion she used to do it through fashion but now that she has the outlets yeah. now you mm-hmm. know that is her statement that's cool
0: well um, I'm always curious as, as a creative and this is to, to, to both of you, mm-hmm. like, there's there's the, there's the uh, yeah, I just come up with shit all the time, and I just need the opportunity to put that out there. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, hey, I see this, and this sparks something in my head, or I'm researching something, and then it sparks something in my head. Wh- which, which one are you?
1: How, isn't that kind of, it's almost the same. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is, because
0: you can, you can like, if, if I if I give you a shoe and I said, hey, you make me a shoe about Senegal, right? I don't. Would you go, okay, I need to know more about Senegal. I know a little bit about that so I can yeah. do something versus
2: Senegal makes me think of this and I make the shoe. Well, it just depends on if you know about the thing or not, yeah. you know what I mean? But, like, I don't know about Senegal, so we'll touch base on that. Like, I would definitely either ask you key points that you would want on the shoe mm-hmm. or I would – or, or say <laughs> say that, say you were like, I don't know, man. Do whatever. Creative freedom. Yeah. Well, then I would look up stuff, you know, and find out cool things about Senegal and, and try to incorporate that on the shoe. Can I, I jump on on that as a non-creative a little bit?
4: Uh-huh. I'm more on the business aspect, and it seems like what a lot of what you do is driven by is your actual customers, and they're wanting a yeah. the shoe from Senegal. Mm-hmm. And exactly. So while it right. may be intrinsic to create the shoe, He's really driving a business, and that's the part of artistry that I really look at to keep his art coming out. Because if mm-hmm. he can't make money on the next shoe, on the next photo, on the next video, you're not going to make another
2: one, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so you know, about, sure about that sustainability. I don't have time to make shoes for myself. Would you like to? Yeah, I have a ton of ideas that I just yeah. don't have. Okay, time I to have. Do. I
1: have a really good question. May I?
2: I'll go for it. You have a lot. Yes,
1: ask me. Thank this you. I'm sorry. But, no, okay, cool. so as a creative, like, I totally 100% like feel where you guys are, and we're all in different aspects in the terms of creativity, making that a career and or passion, right? So my question is kind of going back to how you wish you could make your own shoes. How has monetizing your passion affected your creativity?
3: Yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> Good oh, one. Oh, I do. You should go first. Yeah, <laughs> right. So... I don't, I would in the past go to stores and in and, and the mall and look at shoes and see, like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. This is cool or that's cool. And that was kind of, you know, or I'd want that or whatever. Now I go into a store and I see nothing but crap. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and, I, and I see nothing but blank canvases. Right. You know, or I don't look at, certain colorways of of a shoe as them looking cool, I look at, like, oh, this tooling looks cool. Let's get rid of the rest, and I can make something cooler on top of that, you know? So is that kind of...
1: No, yeah. Basically, know, like, you went beyond just the surface area at that point because now yeah. it's not just the appearance of the shoe, but it's the dynamic of the shoe. Yes,
2: and it's also, whereas, say, like... Um, Y'all mean so Travis Scott? Mm-hmm. You know Travis Scott just came out and released that Jordan One, brown Jordan One, backward swoosh on it. It's a sick design. It's nice. Yeah. I don't have anything, any part of it though.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a limited release, but they probably made a limited release to Nike's twenty thousand pairs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so in the in the scheme of things of like uh, me collecting now, that's also gone on haywire. I still collect shoes. But now it's to the point where, like in the past, I was making shoes because I was wanting to find the, the stuff that I couldn't afford. Right, and mm-hmm. you just make and, it. And now I'm like, okay, I can either make something or the biggest issue that I have nowadays is, is a lot of times if the shoes have released, then I don't even want it. Like, I want the samples. I want the stuff that, like... Uh, Shy McBride. I don't know if y'all know who Shai McBride is. Yeah. No? no. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Yeah. So <laughs> explain, he, far, far, far he Looks audience. like Shai McBride. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you ever seen Waiting? The movie Waiting? Yeah. Yeah. So the the black dude in the back that's like wise, the, the, he tells the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy is Shy McBride. Oh, okay. That guy's right. a friend of Jordan's. So he gets like crazy stuff that is only made for him by Jordan brand wow. and occasionally he'll sell certain things to other friends of his huh? that now I'm friends with so like <laughs> no, and he, me and him wear the same size so <laughs> the stuff that is not released that won't come out to public is the stuff that I go after now yeah you know as far as collecting goes That's so funny. yeah making shoes ha- has changed how I look at the retail market and and everything huge mm-hmm. what about people when you
0: walk down the street you look at people's shoes all and the like, time look, man i could what the hell are you wearing dude You saw my
3: oh, shoes yeah. right when i walked
2: i've seen the upper but i have not seen Ooh. that soul yeah know. crazy i've seen that upper plenty of times yeah been making that upper since the 80s but yeah that soul looks like something mm. that like
3: uh
1: and what about Stella you?
2: McCartney did or something
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you Kathleen
3: uh, what, what was the original? I know was, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah
1: it's been a while um, how has like monetizing your passion like affected your creativity hmm because I know you do photography modeling and yeah. you know like it's one thing to model for fun maybe like you designed a shirt and like oh I'm going to model it because I made this yeah. versus like I'm going to model because this person's paying me can I jump to- in on that yeah
2: so another way that for me that has changed that might kind of spark you is when so 90% of the stuff maybe even 95% of the stuff mm-hmm. that I make now are my ideas that I know are going to be dope for the public but none of that crap I would wear interesting I wouldn't wear any of it
1: mm-hmm. but I'm
2: making it I'm not making it for me making it I'm for making that. it for the paying client
1: mm-hmm. you yeah.
2: know so I, I know that it's got to be dope to me but it's not going to be something that I would wear do you feel like you do stuff like that.
3: Um, I, I see it like, um, like you're
2: making it for somebody else, not for you.
3: Sorta, yeah. Cause so I started modeling, and so now that I'm yeah. doing more photography, it's like, I wouldn't want to model like this, cause I feel like I couldn't, um, like do it exactly the way I wanted. So now I'm, I'm like, oh my god, let's go for it. Let me, let me throw paint on your face. Let me do this. Let me. I wouldn't want paint on my face. But I'm, <laughs> but like, like... itching for that. Yeah, I'm, right? like, but. now I... Yeah, exactly. I have creative freedom. I get to do everything I want. And, um, like, now being the photographer, it's crazy. Like, you get to see everything. And then, oh, man. I guess, like, being a model, too. Like, you know how it is to be a model. And, like, you're waiting and all this. So now, like, as a photographer, I'm, like, let's go. Let's do this. Like, let's just... Um, you want to try this? Do it. Well, let, let your guard do down it. and just
2: have fun. Yeah, yeah. it's
3: it's. You're really you're fun. aware
5: of being on the other side and you yeah, know how it's, exactly. what it's like, so you want to minimize yeah. some of those pains. That's cool. That's
1: awesome.
0: You know, one uh, top recurring topic uh, over the last couple shows we did is like people come up with business ideas um, and they're all based on a personal story. And you guys, you know, shared yours, and but there is this sense of Oh yeah, let me, let me show you how I do this. Let me, we had the coffee out earlier mm-hmm. and we were talking about, yeah, we make coffee and the experience of coffee is unique to everybody but we want you to learn about what, about what we do, right? Is that something that you guys um, either do now or plan on doing where you can actually walk somebody through the process of Educate. making a shoe or put, you know, putting an outfit together, doing photography?
1: Would you ever see yourself teaching someone else your trade?
0: You can recap mm-hmm. my question in like five words, and I have like <laughs> I'm fifty. Like, thank <laughs>
1: you, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: um, thank you for that.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome.
2: Unless they're gonna be working for me, no.
1: Interesting. <laughs> I like that. I mean, you know, why, why craft your own? Well, there, there are certain um, well, I
5: YouTube taught. channels where people do like custom shoes. Yeah, a shoe have,
2: surgeon in L.A. He's traveling yeah. in L.A., New York. He's got that on lock. You know, he can he can do that. Mm-hmm. If he wants to do that, he can do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that.
1: What's the What's the reason, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Um, I work so hard to teach myself mm-hmm. and learn so much from that that I think that's how you should learn.
1: It builds some, like that charisma and like sense of dedication. I, I get the
2: mess. I probably I could have a full on school <laughs> with all the yeah. DMs. <laughs> things that you've learned. The, well, no, with all the DMs that I get of people wanting to do that. Oh wow! And asking, do you put on classes? Do you have you know, videos can, or something whatever you uh-huh. know do you have a youtube and i could have all that but i have the same it might as well be a memo on my phone that i could copy and paste to every single dm <laughs> yeah because i say the same thing and i just tell everybody just get dirty because mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing with with a lot of people on any kind of subject mm-hmm. is all oh, want i want to do this well stop fucking playing pokemon and go fucking do it uh-huh you know like that's the only <laughs> that issue right. Not a, that is line that's yeah, the biggest every, like just get off gas and do it yeah. like I went to the thrift store and started tearing shoes apart that cost me $3 yeah. and then I would rebuild it out of Ikea bags or something like <laughs> whatever material I had just to learn how to do it you know I, I didn't have anything but there's nobody on YouTube that can really teach you.
1: Yeah. You didn't have any mentors. No, I didn't have it anything. It was all yeah, trial yeah, and error.
2: Nothing
3: at all. It's the best so way th- to learn. This
1: is yeah. interesting. I feel. I'm but on th-
2: YouTube, there's plenty of everything. other mm-hmm. things that, and avenues and ways that you can learn a lot of things. Shoemaking is not one of them. So, you know, I don't know.
5: I, so with your customs, you do like complete pleat. Tear downs and rebuilds. It's not it's, just painting it started over as paint a blank.
2: And now I literally make everything. It's okay. to the point where the only thing, like the shoes that are on display out there, there's some that I did years and years and years ago that are just paint, and then there's some that I did six months ago where the I'll take a shoe like this, and the only thing that has been recycled from it were the shapes of of all the pieces of leather that were traced and you know repatterned, mm-hmm. but the sole and the laces. We're the only, oh, the only thing the original, that was original part of that shoot. Wow, wow, man! Yeah, I, I take the opposite like,
4: side of that question. Would you ever teach somebody to do what you do?
2: I have. I've taught people. <laughs> oh, about right.
4: I mean, I, I'm I'm
0: all I, about. I can sharing. see the reason
2: why people do. Yeah. But, like, but for me reason, personally,
4: main reason I do is because there's, like, I don't have the same competition. If someone else is yeah. selling high quality sneaker remakes out there, of course I can understand. You don't want to like feed your competition. Yeah. Right, right. In my particular business scenario though, the more people I teach how to effectively run and book events, the more events then thereby I produce. Yeah. So that's how I would say there, there's a give and take to every business model. And definitely I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm the business guy. I really <laughs> feel that way a lot of the times and everything that he's saying is coming from a very well established business. I listen to my customers, I follow through on what they want. Mm-hmm. And like don't and, Don't and listen
2: to feedback Everything outside. The of only of that person that matters everything customer. outside of that. You, that you is can listen business. to the feedback, but
5: not listen to oh. the feedback. <laughs> <and> <laughs> listen to the feedback. But don't listen to the, the shit it, talk. <laughs> so, I mean,
4: but if we're really analyzing his business or maybe even yours from that particular perspective of would you help someone else do exactly what you do? Well if you think of all the content that's out there across all these distribution platforms, why would you want something else out there that looks exactly like what you're creating? whereas maybe let's say he wanted to then create a school later on because he got tired of making shoes and he wanted to have five guys that he really thought had a lot of talent make that for him that's another business model altogether that he could tackle and so Mm -hmm. I I really believe in doing one thing well I was in a a punk garage band in high school that I got kicked out of because I was a shitty drummer and I was an excellent promoter though if you want to get people out for events that's what I did in high school and so rather than doubling down on a weakness drumming for myself Right. I doubled down on strength and focused on that business aspect, so I could stay in the space of artistry. Because I have a lot of friends that are wonderful artists, but they're also in construction. They're also uh, Uber drivers and Lyft drivers. And if you really want to put your time in to where, hey, all I'm going to do is this shoot today, it's kind of that business focus that you need. And every artist that I meet with, I meet a lot with touring artists and uh, hobbyists and everyone in between, but. Those people that tell me, well, this is how I put cereal in my mouth, those are the people that I really key in on. I look at their business model, and those are people then that I assist and sit down with to help them either replicate something similar to my
2: own or mm-hmm. something that's
4: really up their avenue. But loving everything I'm hearing from a business aspect <laughs> from these guys.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 all, money. it's almost a uh, uh, I have the market cornered, you know, like there's especially. Middle of the United States. The middle of the United <laughs> States. There's, there's shoe surgeon in LA, and there's um, Yubi Club in Philly and Mosh up in Connecticut, and other than that, like I got everywhere else. What about know? internationally? I so when I started doing this, I had one or two clients in the United States, and then bam, I got hit. With the, the, overseas buyers, and for, I'd probably say now it's maybe thirty percent overseas, but they're starting out in the first couple of years. It was like seventy-five percent overseas. Interesting. Wow. And the the big reason why because, um, I collect runners for the most part, not basketball shoes, which overseas they call trainers. So in the Netherlands and Germany and and Europe and all that, they're really into their runners. They're not into basketball shoes, you know. So for whatever reason, that's what I was into. That's what I was collecting. That's what I was using as as my um, canvases. So I was customizing a lot of runners. So generally, my clientele was coming from overseas, but people here were asking for basketball shoes. Right. Yeah, growing up, Air Max was, I
0: grew up in France, and Air Max was like the shoe. That's it. The shoe. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to follow up with you because I haven't had a chance to (laughs) (laughs) answer the the question. As far as, like, passing that knowledge on to somebody else, how do you feel about that?
3: Oh, I would say it's a hit or miss because with me, like, I've had experience where I've taught something, and then I just see my idea. Yep somewhere else (laughs) yeah and no credit no credit at all yeah and um so now like when people do ask me advice I'm like I could send you this YouTube video man Mm -hmm. like this is the same one I saw or I'll just say um like hey well you should just start by uploading on Instagram or use hashtags or stuff but like strictly photography I'll just Ooh, um, just play with it or yeah, just guess, like go back to 40 cents yeah, yeah he's gotta get if I could say ditto and ditto and play with it go to yeah. shows
0: that's Byron he just self taught himself just to yeah
5: I started doing photography about a year ago and um, I like live music so I started going to shows and doing concert photography and mm-hmm. did a lot of YouTube video watching and just kind of you know trial and error and seeing what works and what didn't and trying yeah. to find a, yeah. a style that that you're comfortable with so um that journey and process in itself is it's a lot of fun, you know, yeah. just um, a lot of fun in the in the journey as far as learning and, and being creative and still um, diving into something new and challenging. It's like yourself.
2: the, val- the value is not the outcome; it's the journey. Yeah, it really is. Definitely. It really is. And yeah. be-
0: people talk like a good game, you know. People get online, yeah, I'm gonna do this, or you know, some of your friends sometimes, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. do this. I'm like, yeah, just fucking do it. We're yeah. all yeah. guilty oh, of it. Man. Yeah, we yeah. are. you know, I got this going on, not going on. I'm like, no, dude, I, it's. Just fucking do it, Nike. It's really Ooh. that yeah. simple.
2: Yeah, I like st- my buddy Dorm that spoke earlier yeah. out, out there. Um, I don't know if y'all y'all have been in here. Y'all I'll probably get to. Hear. I didn't get to go outside no. But yeah, he earlier today. Uh, he used to do these uh, thing things right when Instagram first started the 15 second video. Right. Remember it was like that was all it was. Yeah. He started doing a thing called 15 second sneaker reviews. It was, yeah, it was a, literally a 15-second sneaker review. That's really cool. And it was awesome. And, like, it started working out for him really well. Puma was – he's big on Puma, so Puma started taking notice of him. Things were going good, and for whatever reason, like, he, like, reviewed all of his shoes and then just kind of stopped. He didn't have other shoes to review. And, like, I've told him for years to, like, start that up again. And we were in the parking lot earlier, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah – I don't know, but I've done all my shoes. I'm like, dude, that was like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did 20 shoes. The shows. people that you have viewing you now are completely different than what you had viewing you back then. Yep. And you, we have friends all over the place that have shoes. You have uh, True North Sneaker Boutique is here in town that's friends of ours. You could go over there for an hour mm-hmm. and pick up a shoe, do a 15-second sneaker review. Change his view, pick up another shoe, do another, do yeah. another one. And keep doing it. He's like, yeah, but the, I'm like, shut, shut up. And the do fuck it. up. Just do, it. just do it. Like, he's like, oh, I want, I want, the only thing keeping you from doing shit is yourself. Yeah, you know? really. I, I started uh,
0: doing stand up in January, and I was like, there's a competition in Austin called The Funniest Person in Austin. Oh, it's wow. every year. And I've, I've been a fan of comedy for 20 plus years. He's yeah. French and American. And the whole, for years i was like I, I'm, gonna it, I'm gonna do it and i just decided i did it i did 17 open mics yeah and then i entered the contest you know you set a goal and then you just you know stick to it and then yeah, yeah you're gonna you're gonna fail you're gonna you're gonna you just gotta yeah. it fucking do it um when y'all got in this was i mean it started off as a as a passion that then turned into money career. right mm-hmm. um so but it, Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a, of, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, if I do A, B, C, and D, then I'm, I'm going to make the money, right? They don't think of it as, as a journey, a passion, and then the money comes, right? Well, have you guys encountered that around you know, with other creatives, and what's your response to that?
3: To people thinking it's easy? No, no, it's
0: easy. <laughs> like- no, but they're doing it for the money versus doing it because they love doing it. Like, oh, they get in the man.
4: game. Because <laughs> it's dollars I'd say most of them can't afford to do it for the money to get started. Yeah, Someone yeah, has to pay for it to get started. At, like when you got into events, like were you? I was. Uh, oh, my origin story. Uh, I was working barbacking at a bar called Treff's in Waco while I was going to Baylor University, and the band didn't show up. So they asked me to go ahead and find somebody last minute. I popped a reggae band up there. They liked it, and from there. I started booking out four venues while I was a sophomore in college to pay for Baylor and everything else. And while I was getting my second degree, the double down moment really happened when um, I got in a big fight with a rapper. Uh, He was a basketball player at the university. He wanted his friends to go up on stage and do a bunch of stuff that I, just wasn't on a contract or agreement. And I fought him, shut the event down, gave him everyone's money back. And particularly that's when I exited live entertainment um, to think of a different and better way to do it uh, because it was very contentious it was, have you ever heard of a money room? A uh-huh. who? A money room? Uh-uh. Okay, let's say after this event we made a bunch of money in ticket sales and other things all of us are going to be shithoused we're going to go get in a room with that money on the table and we're going to split it up fairly amongst those of us who put in work.
2: That's That's hard. Hard. That, sounds <laughs> <horrible>. <laughs> that sounds
4: horrible. That must be really I'm intense. Hard. I'm a 26 year old kid. And like, I I got grown men ready to fight me about how much money was being made at the end of the night. But I'm getting way off on my origin story. Particularly, I got in that big fight, it made me quit, and that's why I brought now escrow payments. So if you want to buy a home, you have to put that money in escrow, make sure that it passes, and yada, yada, yada. We do the same thing for events because they are major purchases. And the bigger part, I guess, maybe even why Jaa asked me to be here, is a big goal of ours is to protect creatives. We know that they are uh, a lot of times startups, Uh, Fledgling businesses that are trying to grow figure out those revenue streams and get in front of customers that want to buy their products Mm -hmm. And uh, I think of just event spaces as unique opportunities to do that because a lot of people don't sell things on the internet directly You have to be in that one-on-one scenario with them So you understand their art get a deeper look at what side or reality this artist is trying to play of society and whatever they see um, To then get to that point where someone's just critical. I want to buy this. This is it identifies with who I am and mm-hmm. what I would like to also project out into the world. Um, I'm getting way off track, but I feel yeah, that all that's those fine. things that's really my so creative events. Activities. That's why I get excited about it and why I want to be here. Sweet.
0: All right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, we're going to play a little game of uh, word association. <laughs> hmm. So <laughs> you're looking at me like, oh, what's about to happen? Nothing. Well, no, it's not dirty. It's not. <laughs> dirty. It's not, it's not it couldn't be. We can switch it up if we want, but. We're not gonna do that. <laughs>
2: He's gonna go around the room. Words. Game of Thrones. Thank you. Never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, Game of Thrones is like. Never seen it. You, you don't
5: have
0: time. I don't no, I I was also musical
2: was not watching. To what? Yeah. Musical chairs. <laughs> it's like oh, musical not. chairs? Musical
1: chairs. Game of Thrones, musical chairs. Yeah. Oh. Get it? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Wait, so we're supposed to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Wait, what's going on? It's So like the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word. Uh, yes. Game of Thrones.
3: Game of Thrones. <laughs> Me? No, i <okay. laughs> oh, <laughs> best, best tacos. Torchies. Torchies?
1: Ooh. OK. Can oh. I get a fist <laughs> yeah. too? Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> 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 San
0: Antonio. Oh, what about that? A point. Right. Um, yeah. Man. Damn. <laughs> That's really a good is. one for you, Trump.
3: Next question. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Good answer.
1: That was good. That good was answer.
3: Here, you want to wrap up?
1: Yeah. Um, Netflix
3: and chill. Hey. <laughs> common one.
0: Yeah, common one. Common.
2: That's a good one. Spurs. Spurs. um, Sad. Aww. Not <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> this time. It's okay. We'll be back. We'll <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be back. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Be it's be a back. sad time to be a Spurs fan right now. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, you mad too? Oh,
3: no. I'm still rapping. <laughs> I'm still rapping. But it's.
5: Yeah, it's. <laughs> it, yeah, it's Google cool. Alright we're going
0: to wrap things up uh, We're going to go around Tell us people can find you Your Instagrams And your social medias And all that good stuff Thank
2: Yeah best thing uh, So JW Dancliffs Is my IG um, That's J-W-D-A-N-K-L-E-F-S If you don't want to look that up Just Google Dank Customs And you'll find everything You want to know about me Your Instagram is on fire man Some really dope shit out there Check popping. it out
1: You have a really amazing Brand name like yeah, Dank. So A yeah, it fits you so sign well. Dank.
0: Hmm? You sign your shoes Dank on yeah. the sole, on the bottom, or something. Yeah, on the, on the, under the insole. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Kathleen, where can people find
3: you? Um, Instagram Callen Cat, K A L L N C A T, or um, you could just Google Cal and Cat, and like all of my stuff will pop up. Cool. That's so, so
4: yeah. Ben. Uh, You can find our stuff. You can go to our website at eVET.com, E-E-V-E-T.com, and I'll be there to assist you with booking shows and putting on events. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. We appreciate it.
0: And uh, y'all have a good one. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks. y'all.